Hey, it's your old pal, Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film lovers. Every Monday, I sit down and record with dear friend and artist, Danny Haas. Steve Martin running is like, uh, it's like when you take the hand out of the Kermit Muppet and then just shake it by the neck. And our own spiritual advisor, Protolexis. You know, you got to look back to where you just were. You were on a plane and this man went, he went nude on the foot in the plane next to you. You're not, you're not getting a, a motel with this guy. And together as friends for life, we discuss recently watched movies. However, in this special holiday episode, we're focusing entirely on 1987's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Does it deserve to sit in the pantheon of all-time holiday classics? Or is it a snoozer with a bad soundtrack? Enjoy! John Candy, Steve Martin. Are we recording? Did yeah, you? I'm recording right now. <laughs> Are you ready to do a deep dive in one of the most well-known comedies ever made starring Steve Martin Proto? What's your mindset right now to get into The King? <sighs> I I have some serious <laughs> thoughts about this movie that I am oh. very excited to talk about. Yeah. There are some really <laughs> juicy bits from this picture mm. that I'm looking forward to hearing what everyone has to say. A lot of juice. Steve is well-loved in your household, correct? Well, Jenna's favorite movie is Father of the Bride, and Steve Martin mm-hmm. is in that movie. Um, outside of that, I'm not really sure. No, she does love him. Yeah, anytime Wasn't there like a COVID special Father of the Bride? Yeah, there was. Yeah, it was like Father of the Bride part two-ish or something. It's terrible. It was like a Zoom call. <laughs> was, uh, all those stupid things they did. End it all. Mm. So this episode is posting after Thanksgiving. You know, we took a week off. We told everybody in Discord, we're taking a week off. It's Thanksgiving. You know, the travel's hectic. So we recorded this top secret earlier so that we could, you know, relax that week. Uh, Because travel is stressful. You know, Danny, do you usually travel the day before Thanksgiving like they did in this movie? No, I don't think I... I don't think we've ever really traveled for Thanksgiving, maybe to like one of Casey's relatives for one year, but everyone lives close to us. So her family's here. My family's here. We don't have to travel for Thanksgiving. God bless. Good Lord. Yeah. It's nice. Oh God. Let's get into a planes, trains and automobiles. 19, what year is this? 1987. John Hughes. Ever heard of this guy? Mm, John Hughes. Ferris Bueller's day off. Is that one of your favorite movies, Danny? It's it's it is one of my favorites. Yes, <gasps> there's a weird Ferris Bueller uh, crossover in this too, which I found interesting. Huh. Interesting. Breakfast Club, mm. Sixteen Candles, Weird Science, Uncle Buck. Prado, what's this movie? What is this thing? So, planes, trains, and automobiles is takes place a few days before. Thanksgiving. And Steve Martin is uh, an executive who lives in Chicago, but is working in New York City. 
he has to get back to his family. He has a flight to catch. Uh, he's running a bit late. It's two days before Thanksgiving, and he wants to get home. Uh, but he runs into some issues. You know, he's trying to get to the airport. Has trouble getting a taxi. Finally gets there. Um, I think his flight's delayed, but then he gets on the flight. Um, but then they get rerouted because of a, a blizzard, a storm. They can't go straight to Chicago. So along this way, he meets this other character, played by John Candy, and they really become uh, inseparable um, against his will, against Neil Page's will. Uh, you know, he ends up spending uh, sharing a room with this guy. Doesn't go the way he wanted it to. Um, some very disturbing things going on at night with John Candy. Uh, this guy. I mean, this is a nightmare, really, getting stuck in a room with a stranger. Can you imagine being in this situation? We'll get into it. Um, no. Then they get on a train. Train breaks down. Uh, they have to walk. They have to hitchhike. Um, uh, then they, they have to rent a car car doesn't do so hot but ultimately they do get to where they need to be they get back home and then neil welcomes john candy whatever his character's name is into his home to celebrate thanksgiving and it's a, it's a what a wonderful holiday what you know um, the festive spirit to um invite someone into your home in that way and that's kind of the movie about when at the end of the movie when steve martin's wife sobs Weeps. after him being gone for two days <laughs> he gets home finally <laughs> the look she gives him on the stairs it's an amazing moment of the movie but i i just like the thought back of like he's been gone for what two days <laughs> they're about to bone on the bottom step yeah the in front of everyone yeah the look it's like like he just came back from the the great war He's been gone. <laughs> it's so unbelievable, page. but it still works. It doesn't make any sense at the end of this movie. Oh, golly. I was thinking, I when I used to commute into New York, the day before Thanksgiving was always a nightmare commute God. on the train. It's like sardines. You had to just assume that you were going to miss your first and second train because they'd be too full and you just had to wait. Oh. I hated it. Yeah. So Prada, did you grow up with this movie? Had you seen this before? Was this a yearly watch for you? I have never seen this before. This was my first oh, oh. viewing. It's true. Wow. Okay. Danny, what about you? Uh, this is the one of those films where I would lie to say that I've seen it just so people didn't judge me. But I, this is my first viewing as well. Oh my goodness gracious. God bless. Yeah. What a, moment, what a monumental moment on this podcast. Mm. I've seen this a bunch of times. I think I grew up on this movie. I try to watch this yearly, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. This might be one of Amanda's favorite movies. I can't remember. So I have, you know, just every scene in this movie I've seen many times, but, um, you know, this is just a feel-good movie. In my opinion, Steve Martin, the height of his prowess, I guess, in the late 80s, John Candy. I mean, I don't know otherwise. I just know my parents love Steve Martin. I don't really find him exceptionally funny myself, but it was a different time. You can never tell what year it is with Steve Martin. The dudes look the same forever. in this movie when he filmed it. No, he's not. <laughs> well, he's completely gray. <laughs> he might as well have been. 
He's, he's been great for 30, 40 years. I know. Yeah, you could crazy. say he's like late twenties in this movie and people like make, I'm watching, we're sense. watching um, only murders in the building right now. The new Steve Martin TV show. And he, he looks the exact same, just barely older than what he does look like in planes trains. It's wild movie magic. Carter, what's on, what's the one of your first things that you jotted down on this first viewing of this film? Well, my very first note in this is Kevin Bacon. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what mine is too. <laughs> yeah, why is Kevin Bacon in this movie? All of a sudden he appears. He's in, in this cameo. foot race with Steve Martin. Yeah, a little cameo. I didn't really know the timeline. So I'm like looking up Kevin Bacon's, you know, filmography right now. Like, did was he a thing at this point? And yeah, he was. So people saw him and he just had this weird small bit part in this movie, which is like a real, uh, you know, kind of an idiotic scene that, you know, there's 2000 people on the street right now. What are the chances that these two guys... <laughs> see each other across the block and there's a cab a hundred yards away and they're the only ones going for it. Um, but the, yeah, that was a nice little moment for Kevin. He's wearing green loafers and white socks in his suit. It's a look and a half. It's insane. <laughs> well, Kevin Bacon was my first note as well, but under that says Steve running, Steve Martin running. Oh my God is like, uh, it's like when you take the hand out of the Kermit Muppet and then just shake it by the neck. That's what it looks <laughs> oh, like yeah. running <laughs> running yeah. down the street. I couldn't get over the way he runs, but I know it's for film, but man, he looked like an idiot. Like who's doing this anyway? Wait five extra seconds. The next taxi was right there. <laughs> the, the way he runs, it's... I, full disclosure, I sent like four screenshots of Steve Martin <laughs> running into our DMs this week just to save it for future use. The way his legs move, I've never seen a human being's legs move like a helicopter to the side. It's like he's Inspector Gadget and he's about to helicopter up off the floor. Total ham. Ham job. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. What's in my notes here? I, I, You know, funnily enough, my note is he runs like a Muppet. Mm. Um, John Candy. I, I think I John Candy is like a big blind spot for me. Everyone talks about Uncle Buck, but for whatever reason, that was never a movie that we really watched a ton, but uh, he's reading the Canadian Mounted when yes. they first meet each other. What a book, <laughs> my God. Amazing. What do you, what do you think cover. about John Candy, Proto? John Candy, he really, um, he's a force in this. He has, his look is undeniable. That mm -hmm. mustache that he has. Yeah. He is just, his look is just like a character in itself. Like he, I was just fascinated with everything he did. Mm. Like he's just like really compelling as a person. He's larger than life. Um, he's got a great presence. He's so animated. Um, and he's very lovable. Like, I, yeah, I love John Candy. He's great in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy too. Like his, his ability to be incredibly funny, but then like, turn on the waterworks when he's in the hotel room and he's like, what you see is what you get with me. And it's oh just like, God. Oh, like when, when Steve is just ripping into him, yeah. it's like when they're first, one of their first, well, not their first meetings, but like one of their big moments. And like, this is the beginning of the movie. And then like, he's almost making John cry. <laughs> and I'm like, man, chill out, Steve, you asshole. Yeah. He's Steve is just a big giant asshole in this movie. That's kind of his thing though. Isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Yes. Like, doesn't Steve Martin, he like, this is kind of like his character that, you know, when I thought of watching this, I feel like he's kind of 
um, who Ben Stiller became where, you know, you think of meet mm-hmm. the parents is like the comedian who plays mm-hmm. these roles where he's kind of always getting shortchanged, put in these <laughs> awkward positions. Uh, and that's kind of Steve Martin, but Ben Stiller is like very endearing and kind of like, what was me wimpy guy. But Steve Martin is kind of just like a jerk that all this mm. stuff is happening to, you know, he, mm. he's not, yeah, he's not very likable as a character at all. He just, this comes off as very abrasive. Oh yeah. Meet the parents, man. I haven't seen that in a long time. Can you imagine a meet the parents episode? I hope not. That'd be fun. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Unreal. The, uh, so the one other thing that I noticed in this feeling was Steve Martin's wife is almost like, not very accommodating to the strife that Steve Martin is going through during this trip. Like she's at, like, I think he calls her from like Wichita or something (laughs) and she doesn't like, wait, you're supposed to be on a flight to Chicago during a snowstorm, but you're in Wichita. What's going on? You moron. There's a snowstorm in your city. Why, why else would he be not there right now? And she was like griefing him. I was like, man, shut up. Drag her. (laughs) Hello. Hi. Where are you? I'm in Wichita. Wichita, Kansas? Are you all right? What happened? We couldn't land in Chicago. I I don't understand what Wichita has to do with a snowstorm in Chicago. What's going on, Neil? It was also wild to watch this kind of unfold in a time where I can't comprehend ever being in this scenario. No cell phones. Uh, like zero way to contact someone on the spot. Like every situation, I feel like that Steve and Del or Del and whatever his real name was got into could have been solved with a cell phone. Yeah, it was just wild to me the the car rental or the the rebooking of a flight or just staying in contact with family. It was just everything stressed me out because I can't imagine being in this situation. Yeah, having to wait in line to use a payphone or <laughs> right. you know, relying on just you know, these these credit these 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 old credit card systems of oh I forgot gosh, about that. The swipe. The swipe. Oh holy cow. It's not hyperbole to say the iPhone is probably the most revolutionary <laughs> thing to ever happen to our society on this planet. Mm. I mean, at this point, like I like mm. if a flight gets canceled and I don't have a cell phone. I'm dead in 24 hours. I'm finished. Like he's trying to get a train. He's trying to drive. They're hitchhiking. What? I mean, there's. Mm-mm. It's over. Like mm-hmm. I can't even comprehend what I would do at that point. I would just curl up. When he gets left at the car rental lot with, oh. with no way of getting any help, he's in the middle of nowhere. That was just like that is terrifying. That thought. <laughs> This is a horror movie. It really is. <laughs> uh, how about when they're on the plane and he's sitting next to John Candy? Oh my God. Uh, I was just reading the letterbox like synopsis for this movie about how it's saying how like John Candy is so annoying. And I, I just kind of just like already forgot, but he takes his shoes off. He's rubbing his foot next to Steve Martin. And then he takes his sock off oh on the plane. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so gross. Oh my dogs. god. <laughs> Can you imagine that happening to you in that moment next to somebody and they're rubbing their bare Mm-mm. foot on an airplane? I would die. Yeah, at that point you are not doing anything with this man. You know, he's 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 saying he can get you a hotel room. 
you know, you got to look back to where you just were. You were on a plane and this man went, he went nude on the foot <laughs> in the plane next to you. You're not, get, you're not getting a, a motel with this guy. Oh. <laughs> and then how about they get in the hotel and he's trying to wash his face in that sink and he's Stop. washing oh. his socks in the sink. God. That bathroom was a nightmare. Oh my oh, God. The wetness God. on the floor with the soggy towels. No, stop. I, I forgot I wrote this note down, but it was about how this whole situation of like needing to get alternate travel back would just keep destroy me. And I was thinking <laughs> back to when I was in a situation like this. And this was when I was not to reference when I worked in New York City again, but years ago, back in my drinking days. Executive. I was so impaired that I tried to get an Uber home. Oh no. And I lived in North Jersey. It's like a 40 minute train ride. And I was like, all right, I'll just get an Uber home. I'm not going to walk to a train. The oh, Uber no. quote was like $500 oh, to get back to where I was. Did you buy it? <laughs> I think I just laid on the floor until something solved itself at that point. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, all right, Proto, what else you got for this movie? Well, my second note, um, and this is really the toughest part for me, but the music in this <laughs> was eating me alive. I <laughs> could not abide. Like it was like my skin was crawling with this music. This soundtrack was destroying me. I could not, I, I could not handle it. It was, it, it's like one of the, the worst soundtracks I can remember experiencing <laughs> just everything about this is just is so of the time and is like everything that I hate about that period that it was really rough. It's really rough for me to listen to this. It just feels so ridiculous now. Even even one of the main soundtracks is just clips of Steve Martin in the background of the music from the movie. Uh, one moment in this film where I... I was in tears laughing so hard and it was when they get when they at the first hotel and they're waiting outside for Gus's son to pick him up and Gus's son shows up in the truck and he's doing the nasal clearing <laughs> and the face he makes <laughs> and the noise that he makes but then he like does it like three times but like in mid sentence <laughs> and John and Steve's reaction to him it's just it's just pure comedy like you know these guys have it in them and it's just it's just so damn funny I just I was in tears laughing so hard at that scene and it's so stupid it's a throwaway scene but man yeah I just it was so it just tickled me it just yeah. got me good what my I have two lines their reaction to Gus spitting and his face hucking a loogie. Was, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, it's so good. I and mean, also the, so good. The, the editing in that is also very good because there are a mm -hmm. few times where, you know, he sees John Candy reading that book, Canadian Mounted, and the like <laughs> quick shots of John Candy realizing, Steve Martin's like, where have I seen you before? And John Candy realizes that it was like when he took his cab and they quick cut to John Candy's face like in the cab <laughs> in that original moment. And then also when they're driving through the two trucks oh. and 
it flashed like they're so scared they're yelling they think they're gonna die and it flashes to their skeletons in the car yeah. oh my god no, thought, and John is the devil <laughs> yeah, yes. oh it's so stupid but it's so yeah. funny so smart. that was so well that done. was my favorite part uh, of the movie I mean it's so stupid there's there's so much in this that is so stupid but him getting his his coat hooked on the the yes. the, 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 the turners or whatever the, the seat adjustments first the one oh, yeah. the one arm and then he gets it's so stuck it's so stupid but just the way John like performs in that scene I was dying it was really funny. Yeah. So, so funny. Good. That's literally my next note was the jacket scene. It just, <laughs> it's so good. He just, his, it, everything is on John's face. John's facial expressions just kill me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely send, send me. It's just incredible. The the scene uh, that happened earlier that you referenced where Steve Martin is like destroying John Candy. Mm-hmm. And then he gives that speech about how I'm not changing. I like me. My wife yeah. likes me. That's just so oh good. It's so good in that moment. And it, it just works so well. You want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you. But I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. And then right after that is when they're sharing the bed together. And how he <laughs> says, you know, his, his hand is in between those two pillows. <laughs> oh my God. Why are you kissing my ear? <laughs> so good. One other one other thing that I wrote down is like a weird bygone era was right before they get on that train, do you notice there's just like a flaming trash can for heat no. right next to the train station? <laughs> oh yeah. So bizarre. <laughs> oh, you mentioned the fight scene. I thought that was such a weird scene and so out of place in this movie. Especially because Steve Martin, he goes for like two or three minutes just railing into John. It was mm-hmm. it was very strange, yeah. I thought. But then they get into like a little tiff later. I for, I forget when. Um, but I think they're just like talking about things that are annoying. And then John Candy he says, "Oh yeah, well you play with your balls a lot." <laughs> <laughs> what what an insult to throw at somebody! And then he comes back with it too. He comes back with it. He says, "You know what I could use right now?" And he's like, "Another hand, another sack, or something." <laughs> <laughs> so stupid oh, oh god I'll, I mean remember when his like credit cards are burned up and he tries oh. to hang with them there's like <laughs> crispling credit cards on the counter oh, oh cripes I did love his Casio watch that was a I knew you would I knew mm-hmm. you I would I spotted that real quick in, in the front of this movie <laughs> then there's a big reveal you know John Candy's wife has been dead for eight years you know, they oh try to like gosh. go their separate ways and he realizes that he's not actually not going anywhere. He's just like staying in the train station. And um, I thought that was, I thought, I remember that when I was, when I first watched this movie, but I love that reveal, you know, that mm-hmm. John Candy is, hasn't been home for years. He's just kind of traveling by himself. What'd you think, Danny? What an insane, like, like, cause you're having, I mean, do you see, like, have you ever traveled with a framed photo of your wife to put next to your bed? 
Like how wild was that? I just like, mm-hmm. I've never done that. Mm-mm. But uh, you just believe that because he talks about how much he loves his wife and you know, it's the best thing. And then you get to the end and you find out she's been dead for eight years and he's never been, he hasn't been home. I right. was like, this is not what I expected how this movie to end. I expected John to be falling through the Thanksgiving table and slapstick <laughs> something. But then it ends up, you know, them becoming friends, going to family dinner together, waterworks. I was like, excuse me, why are mm. this was, I did not expect this. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I didn't really like it. Uh, I, I didn't really like a lot of the tone of this movie. It's like, Hey, it's Thanksgiving. Let's sit down and watch someone's absolute nightmare <laughs> for a holiday. That'll be a fun idea. I mean, it's funny, but like, it's so miserable also at the same time. And then at the end, when he, yeah, he's like, Marie's been dead for eight years. It's like, is that really necessary? Like, why are we doing this? Why are you putting this in a move? This movie? I don't know. I just thought it was so bizarre to end the movie this way. It it's funny that you have a polar opposite reaction because I did scan Letterbox to see, uh, you know what the consensus is, and it's pretty split in our group. I think like Ian has it at three and a half. Even Dale, producer emeritus of the podcast. Has it for three and a half. I would have thought that this would have been like a five banger for Dale mm. or something, or even like a, at least a four. Yeah. Um, but not the case. So it does seem that this isn't like one of those, you know, universally beloved, um, you know, holiday films, as much as I would have thought, at least. It's funny because I never thought of it. I mean, obviously I had never seen it, but I never thought of it as a holiday film, but I felt like it was very well loved as a comedy itself. And I feel like it is though. It may be a, not our generation because I don't know that all of this hits for us as it does for like I know my dad would be in stitches this whole film. I mean, we watched Uncle Buck. I don't know how many times together. I mean, I know he loved John Candy, so I'm sure my dad loved this film. But yeah, I don't. I don't. Some, I think watching it now, not everything is going to connect mm-hmm. for us. But John Candy, I couldn't get enough. I honestly, every second he's on screen, it's perfection. Yeah. I love the him. Immortal one, John Candy. Um, let's see. So my, my last note was what we covered at the onset. You know, when he tells him to come with him to to meet his family, and I mean, <laughs> I just couldn't get over the ending this time around. I just thought it was so <laughs> insane. And like Perta said, it's, it's like he's coming back from war, and uh, I don't know. I just I thought it was ludicrous the ending, but it's if somehow I still loved it. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. make any, why do I, it doesn't make sense that I still love it, but it's still mm-hmm. that John Hughes mystique yeah. uh, covered me mm-hmm. at the end. God bless. So I, I'll give my final thoughts uh, and rating for Planes, Trains. I'm still four stars for this movie. I think it's great. I love going back to watch this. I love the editing, the jokes, and there's so many corny scenes in this movie that I know are lame and that aren't, that shouldn't be in this at all, but for whatever reason, I still enjoy it. Pardo, mm. what about you? Yeah. You know, I wasn't super hot on this, but it is, I mean, it, it is pretty funny. And I think this movie probably is more funny the more times you watch it, because I think there's so much like good physical humor in this. And jo- like we were saying, John Candy's so good that I think it would probably benefit from multiple watches. So I'm at three stars. Hmm. Yeah, I think 
multiple watches will do this more justice. I had a great time watching it with Casey. <clears throat> I laughed a lot. John Candy is just easily one of my favorites. Um, it has some issues, but I'm right at four stars with it. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's streaming. Uh, I think if this were on like a Netflix, it would be like ideal to go back and, and put this on for the holidays. But mm. uh, a lot of fun to go back and see the two folks that are at the top of their game put it out mm. there. Mm. So this is this is our holiday episode. Thanksgiving was just last week, but we took the week off, recorded this in advance. Um, we have a lot coming down the pike. I think by this point, by the time this episode is out, I will have said this already on the Goonies episode and, and Proto's episode, but Lord of the Rings, I think, starts next week. <laughs> Crazy. When this is out. Good gracious. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Not ready. Time. Did we even say which version of the movies we're watching yet? Do we been even announced? know? <laughs> the definitive. <laughs> the final cut from Peter Jackson, all 10 hours of that first Lord of the Rings movie. My God. Golly. It's time. I think that's available in 4K, right? Isn't it? I'll be watching this in 4K. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 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 Baby, baby. Part of when was do you watch Lord of the Rings yearly? Is this going to be a yearly watch for you? I de- I almost watch probably the the first one almost yearly. Uh, the other two not so much. Oh, mm, I watch all three yearly, all at this time of year. Which so versions do you watch? Extended. There it is. I'm not a chump. I'm not a chump. Mm. Next week, Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring which probably streaming on HBO Max or elsewhere at this moment. So if you don't own it, you can you can get in on the good stuff before we get cooking. Right, any final thoughts on planes, trains, and automobiles as we venture into Middle Earth next week? <laughs> oh, man. If everyone's just traveling, be safe out there. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, watch out for the snowstorms. Watch out for the broken down trains. What are the chances? Uh, and be careful with your car rentals <laughs> and happy holidays happy holidays we'll see you next week for Lord of the Rings Seventy Millimeter is a tape deck production with original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual guidance provided and V'ger, the robot who loves movies, created by Protolexis. Producer Emeritus Dale underscore A. Transcripts provided by Sophie Shin. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon for access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends and access to exclusive episodes, discounts on merch, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount using the links on 70mmpod.com. Goodbye. This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Ooh.